When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But over to you for some major headlines. These kids, these days. The Silver Surfer was in a traffic jam. Breaking news. Walruses do not have molars. This is going well. (laughs) (laughs)
welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And I've got one of the old school folk with me here today uh, from uh, founding members of it. Got Cobra here with me. Hello, little hobbits. <laughs> Smoke some of this pipe. Mm. I'll leave mm. out the rest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing that, uh, you know, I don't know, how long ago was that video? I don't think Seth Rogen would do that anymore. Probably not, dude. You know, he kind of, he his whole tempo changed. It did. You know, I went from, uh, like, Pineapple Express or even, like, the Green Hornet, like, most of the films that he, I mean, even the interview when they were trolling uh, North Korea. like. Uh, uh, well, This is the End, super sacrilegious movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Not forty old virgin. What is it? Knocked up. Knocked yeah, up. Knocked up. So, which is like, you know, let's just be real. That's a big topic nowadays. You know, talking about like abortion versus not abort, all that sort of stuff. I don't think he probably would have played in a film if it was current. I don't think so like, either. I mean, he's he's um, changed so much over the years. I won't never forget. It was like a viral tweet that he had. Like, uh, it's it's not unusual for your car to be broken into in L.A. Let's let's get over the fact yeah. of being in L.A. And your car's going to get broken into. It's like, that shouldn't be a norm, but it is. <laughs> I saw a video today that someone had posted, and it was just like a typical day in New York City. But essentially what it was, was a guy, it was a guy, it was two guys on like a motorcycle, moped type deal, whatever. And um, a guy was running away from them, and they like were chasing him down the road. And like people were just like standing around like watching it. And he was like screaming, help, 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 help. And you know, and. Um, the dude, uh, another bystander like came by and like snatched one of them off the motorcycle, but like, they were like, Hey, typical day in NYC. But I mean, that's just kind of how it is over in LA too. Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on that people just really don't understand because it's not main headline news every day. But yeah, and also, I mean, like just, and it, this really gets into what, like, what we're going to spend a lot of time talking about is, uh, just because it's not happening in your city or your town or your neighborhood doesn't mean it can't present itself there soon. So like even with like, you know, with the Seth Rogen example of cars being broken into, uh, I mean, that's not a good thing. That's, that's not anything normal. I mean, it shouldn't be normal, but it is. But even when it comes to being ready, uh, in a high stress situation or I mean, whatever that looks like, of, uh, and it could be, you know, just you're traveling, you're going down the interstate, and you get into some car trouble. I mean, yeah. like it's it's important to keep your damn cool during that time, you know. You know, that's it's something I think we've mentioned a few times in the past. That's 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 just something that the the new generation is kind of like lacking, and it is that sense of preparedness, that sense of not necessarily just being prepared for like for a fight, but like just being prepared in general. Like, what are you going to do in the event that like you have to like you're going to have to do without power for a few days. You know, I was thinking about it, and uh, of course, I am going to the beach this week, and a buddy of mine was telling me something about a hurricane, and I got to thinking about this, and I was like, man, you know, I remember, like, where we're from, like, you know, small town Alabama, mm-hmm. that even though we're still four hours north from the coast, we still got affected. Not as much as they did on the coast, but we still got affected because, like, whenever those big, larger storms would roll in, like Katrina or something like that, there would be a lot of... Uh, of, of spinoff from those big storms, those big cells that would go farther in like North Alabama, North Mississippi. 
Oh, I mean, there absolutely was. Uh, now, these weren't anything that were to the level of Katrina, but while I was living on the coast, I stayed on the coast for two hurricanes, yeah. like Mobile Area, Grand Bay, two hurricanes. Now, this was not near the category. It was like category one or two, so it wasn't like Katrina or anything like that. But I remember being on the coast for those mm-hmm. was way easier than being inland, like back in Kennedy, three, four hours north because... You had tornadoes, you would have like, and the weather wouldn't make sense because it would be coming from a different direction. Well, see, that's another thing too, like, and it wasn't just necessarily because of the tornadoes, but, um, but you'd have a lot of these big cells, these bigger storms that come in, you know, and, um, just in the, just in, in the smallest instance, but like these big storms come in, you got a lot of high winds, a lot of, you know, a lot of rain. I mean, it rain. It, you know, we'd have a hurricane or a tropical storm hit the coast, and it rains up here for like a week straight, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you it get, don't even have to be a tornado, right? Yeah. yeah. It get, you get floods and stuff like that. So, um, so something that I was sitting there and I was like, kind of like recollecting at the time was, um, I got to thinking about this just randomly, uh, and it was just that uh, I remember that there was like a really bad. I want to say it was like a hurricane or something that had hit the coastline or whatever. And um, we were getting a lot of heavy rain, a lot of heavy winds. It was so bad that it like blew like two of the shooting houses that we had completely over. I mean, it like flipped them and threw them across. uh, It tore off the back porch. And these are just heavy winds. This ain't nothing compared to what they got on the coast. But this is just four hours north, right? Yeah. But something that I really kind of get into to, to kind of connect it back into is that we were out of power for like three or four days and that wasn't just us that was like that whole area right that's right and if you didn't have a generator i mean you were for lack of a better word you were screwed but you essentially like dude it just got to where it was second nature for like us to take everything out of the freezer and put it into coolers and keep ice on the cooler salt them down i mean you dude i remember going to school uh I remember, like, still going to school, and, like, we were still affected with no power and stuff like that, um, and you still had running water, but, you you know, um, you didn't have power, so you didn't have the luxury of, 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 like, having the lights on in the bathroom and doing this and doing that, and, like, we had to kind of be, not necessarily scarce, but we had to, like, conserve our resources, you know, because even then, too, even though, like, water wasn't an issue, it, there's some, still some things that, you know, we had to kind of, like, you know, kind of save a little more for later, something like that. Oh, absolutely. Close I mean, the refrigerator like, door, can't sit there and stand with it open, you know? Uh, you might not want to flush the toilet every time you use it, or, I mean, you might want to fill the bathtub up with water, you know? Um, so, a lot of different things. And I remember, uh, this was a big adjustment for me, like, during those times, like, talking about conservation, was I grew up on, like, spring water, well water. Mm-hmm. And so, when you get on... City water that hits different because our ability, our ability to get water, was by a pump that was ran by electricity. So if you knock the power out, you have essentially killed our water supply. Yeah, um, that doesn't stop us from going down to the well, but mm-hmm. like having it pumped up to the house, that motor has no power. And then, like in a city, you may be out of power, but you could still have water because it's not controlled by the same uh, yeah. thing in your home. And you may even be able to have hot water if you have gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just totally depends. Yeah, but that's you know, 
I just remember just kind of like growing up as a kid, having to kind of, you know, can't, having everything that you would normally have, but like, we didn't have TV, we didn't have this, because we were going through this like storm or whatever, so Mm -hmm. like, everybody was like, everybody was sleeping in the living room, because it would be so hot everywhere else in the house, like everybody would sleep in the living room. Yep. And uh, candles for lights, candles for lights, and stuff like that. And I just got to got to thinking about it. And I'm like, dude, you know how like how much, you know how much more attention something like that would draw now more than anything else because people would literally, I wouldn't say go into a full panic, but you would have a lot of focus on like, oh my god, I can't live like this, or I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And and it's kind of like what we've saw uh, over throughout the span of COVID. Right, because let's be honest, it started with toilet paper. Exactly, and it's so you're gonna see some some stuff like that, and so uh, just just you know, I know this is kind of out of, I mean, not necessarily out of context, but hurricane season is you know is is it's right around the bend. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, oh, and check this out, like because of COVID and the supply chain issues, uh, the transformers that you have up on power posts is uh, we've got a few spare ones here in town uh but that's for our infrastructure if we need them mm-hmm. now let's just say hurricane season is particularly bad let's just say Belushi calls hey we need some uh, transformers because you can't get them anywhere no they don't have the parts to make them that semiconductor thing going on with taiwan and china that that's hurting the world you know yeah. i mean literally same thing with between russia and ukraine but let's just say if it's a real bad hurricane the coast gets wiped out there may not be transformers enough available to get that grid back up. And so, I mean, it may be destitute for a while. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, I know it's easier said than done, but like, it just kind of brings us, brings us back to focus on like people need to understand, like you got to realize one, where you came from two, um, you know, what's out there, what's available to you. Like if you, uh, you know, if the power shuts out, if you lose power, if you lose whatever, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to waste away. I mean, there's still, so many untapped resources. There's wells here. There's natural springs here. Yes, sir. Uh, pretty close. Uh, I haven't been to one, but there's like one over in Choctaw County. Mm-hmm. It's like right over there. Um, and uh, that's where my buddy Matt goes and gets his water. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's a lot of things that you know we can still have access to. I mean, you know, just just talking about water in general. Well, what else does water provide? I mean, we you know fish and mm-hmm. and you know the different um, you know the different things that habitate around water and oh, all kinds of life i you mean know. like wildlife i mean even like deer when it comes to hunting uh i mean you have to have water so i mean wildlife typically uh, they'll hang around yeah so that's i don't know i guess that's just one thing that i've noticed you know we started talking about like the la and new york and what it is is like all that stuff's been happening it's just it's getting more attention now and yeah. it's causing the new the attention causes like mass panic and hysteria. But just a message to the world: relax. You know, you're going to be okay. It, you know, you may have to do without some of the creature comforts for a few days. But understand that if you're freaking out over three days without power or something like, like it's coming. So just go ahead and kind of get yourself in this. You know somewhat prepared you don't necessarily have to wild man it you know but be somewhat prepared be comfortable like i know um 
Strival started doing their 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 market again there on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, as much as as much as you support those people that are out there growing crops and stuff like that, and you're going out there and you're paying that money. Like, not only are you supporting them and you're keeping them, um, keeping them able to operate on their own, but at the same time, you're also kind of you're you're benefiting as well because there's like some non-perishable items that all come from, you know, the earth. Like, you know, all your different your your preservatives, your jams, and all that stuff, which are great, which are good, and you know, um, you got a lot of those things that they're selling out of the market and you know you're you're helping them by by paying that money and getting it but at the same time too like you're also you're you're not buying that produce from the grocery store because now you don't have access to the grocery store. i mean this is you know in a scenario but like you don't have access to the grocery store you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna rely on those folks so oh absolutely i mean and, and i mean just think about like just going back to COVID when it first kicked off like just going to a dollar general or a walmart trying to find toilet paper and there was none to be had well, I mean, what would you do if you walked into a grocery store and, I mean, there was no food on the shelves? What, what's your plan then? And then, like, the the prepper guy you've been making fun of who has, like, these buckets of non-perishables, and they're good for years, and you've been making fun of him forever. Well, him and his family can eat. Wow. What are you going to do? Dude, <laughs> I was one thing, I, that's one thing about, like, my dad and my, my, my parents, like, spaghetti sauce, salsa preservatives different jelly um we even ventured out into our own marinara um you know all your beans green beans butter beans all that stuff like essentially you don't a full meal if you wanted it all right there that's available to you and not Mm -hmm. not to even start including the proteins like you know your your fish and your deer and all that stuff not even including that just just from the other i mean you know I actually had an interesting conversation with somebody the other day and it was talking about something similar to this and just talking about how much, how, how bad the, like the, the, the vegan community would be hurt. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. First off, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, sorry, right? You know, if you did not eat meat, if you eat anything other than meat, like that's a thriving time for you because like essentially like first thing, I can't grow a cow on my back porch, but I can grow a tomato plant on my back porch. You can. So, yeah. um, you know, that that's something that people need to take into consideration. Like, you but, know, I mean, in the same breath, though, it's like you might not have a tomato seed. I mean, let's just, worst case scenario, you weren't able to go to Lowe's to get those plants. Like, I mean, do you know how to germinate those seeds? I mean, like, to the most uh, primal point of it, if you can't go down to your Lowe's or your wherever you get your produce like if you're growing your own vegetables like you can't just buy the little seed packet do you know how to put those seeds in the paper towels and get them to germinate then transfer them to dirt and like go through the process that's something else too you know i haven't been there yet but poor house market they're doing their thing now so uh definitely been meaning to go in there apparently you know they got some good meat uh some some great produce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've it's, seen a few I things come uh, out of there. Welcome home beef, uh, yeah. superior catfish. I mean, they're supporting like some local Mississippi businesses, uh, along with whatever else they have going on. And what we're talking. And I know we're, this is more like local to Starville, but I mean, like, no matter from where you're listening, it's like, do you do you have a plan? I was like, because I mean, we we all, and it probably will never happen, yeah. but like. Do you have a plan if it if it were to? 
It's not really that, but I mean, you, it's uh, a lot of farmers, a lot of people that live out in the country. They do it, and you'll see them. You'll see them kind of. You'll see them kind of. Their their wheels start to turn. They start to change um, with the seasons, and that's just because they're paying attention. Um, they're looking at almanacs, which people uh, probably don't even know what they are anymore. But they're looking at almanacs. They're 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 paying attention to the forecast. They're preparing for things that's coming down the road, and it's because, like for example, um, as uh, as summer starts to turn into fall, right? You know, we, we start to fall into um, all of our different uh, game seasons that are coming up, and then at the same time, uh, also the the approach of winter itself. So that means like we're we're changing gears from sitting in the air condition to talking about. Uh, heating the house or heating the home so like you see these people that are out there already that are living out in the country or like that are farmers or hunters and they kind of live that they're already starting to change those gears so for for somebody that is not very savvy with that lifestyle like start just paying attention to some of those people you know you can meet them at a at like one of those places like we talked about like a like a market or Mm -hmm. even then and, and, and just kind of start paying attention because those things are really happening. Like, winter is coming, you know. But, I mean, it's coming. And so something to prepare for. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, also on top of that is, uh, I mean, we've got listeners from, uh, you know, all over the world. And specifically, I'm thinking about Europe. Uh, when it comes to time of winter... And I'm seeing some of those governments, especially like Eastern Europe, when it comes to Germany. Well, is Russia going to open up that natural gas pipeline? Like, are you going to be able to keep your home warm when it when winter comes? Do you have a plan for that? And here in the United States, like my question uh, to you would be: Your gas prices are going to—they're only down till about November. Uh, they're going to go back up. Uh, we've been dipping into the strategic oil supply. Uh, and that plan, as far as I know, is going to stop in November after the midterm elections. Like, yeah. This is just to keep people satiated. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so, like, I mean, ha- have you started thinking about, like, your different options for how you're going to warm up your home? Uh, and you've probably noticed, I mean, this is the industry that I'm working in, is uh, your power bill is going up. Uh, those rates are continually going to go up, and they're going to continue to go up because, uh, the way that uh, the current administration is handling the energy crisis, instead of uh, creating new ways to harvest energy, they just keep making it harder for people to develop energy. And so uh, be very mindful. Set money back. I mean, things are going to get more expensive. It's going to be expensive to keep your home warm. It's going to be expensive to keep your tank full. Yeah. I, my biggest thing is, dude, it's like I think – Number one is just urge people to get outside. That's going to be the first thing. Why? One, all the resources that are available outdoors, you know, take up hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff, getting out there in the garden, doing all that. But at the same time, too, think about it like as uh, as these colder months approach us and everything else. I mean, like, dude, you know, you could, you could, there's things that you can do and you can get done, um, outside you don't necessarily have to be in the house to do those things and while you're doing them you know like you could essentially you know if you have like a shop or something like that you know you can 
have a little wood fire stove going and uh, it be sufficient enough to keep whomever, you know, warm enough to do whatever it is they need to do at the time. But, I mean, that's just something that I... And I hope the crisis doesn't come with that. I mean, we're just talking a little bit about preparedness before we get into, like, some of these, um, you know, these stress issues that could come up on you, whether you be a high school teacher or uh, whatever, you know. Uh, I'm just... I think a lot of people are... and, And this is... Some some people say that this is the most the worst thing about freedom is that it it insatiates you with comfort so much that when you get to a point to where things aren't your way, it's really hard. Like you know, I think about like our armed forces, like I have a lot of faith in those guys, whether they're still serving or not, because they have been in these high-stress situations to where, like, that's a guy I want to have on my team. Yeah. You know, but, like, someone who has never really had it bad or – what are you looking for there, Jasper? But uh, who has never really struggled or been in, like, a high-stress situation, and it's like, how are you going to react? Because, like, when pressure comes, man, that's diamonds turning the coal or coal turning into a diamond, you know? It's like, that's how that process happens. If like you will you will break under pressure if you're not prepared. And I'm not saying go looking for a situation where you're gonna be under pressure, but like have a game plan. It's sure. like having a first aid in your home, having a fire extinguisher, medical supplies. I mean, simple things. And you don't have to go out today and go buy two hundred and fifty dollars worth of crap. No, just a little bit at a time. Yeah. No, and the thing is, is like the more, the more, the more curious you get, like looking into stuff like that, and you're going to find, you're going to come to find out like how unprepared. (laughs) Well, not unprepared, but how ingenuitive that people are. And they came up with like some little device or some little way or something like this. Like, I know for right now in my spare room, like I have two different fire starting, uh, uh, of uh, fire starting uh, bricks. Like one is like these little bitty small like little uh, logs that you that you use. And I mean, and I'm thinking about that and I'm like, all right, these are just two out of a thousand different fire start things that people can utilize. So I started looking into um, um, like some of the uh, like some of the, like the body armor and stuff like that. And like, for example, a lot of the stuff and a lot of suppliers or distributors that that I go through to get my stuff, like there's a lot of uh, a lot of civilian application. And I know that people probably haven't thought about like, oh, they should have some of this stuff. But as simple as like a little a less, you know, very, 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 very thin um, piece of soft armor, which is level three. Um, level 3A or you can probably level 3A plus slash stab resistant that is like a you can slide on a backpack um, just to give people a little bit better idea like what do you mean what are these levels what does that what does that mean uh, well you know so there are I, I would have to 
I would have to look online to give you all the explicit details of each level and what it can stop up to that level. But, for example, like level 3A should be able to stop, you know, uh, penetration, no penetration for like 9 millimeter. Um, Common round. Yeah. Um, obviously, you start to go up into your rifle rounds. Well, now we want to go up into our protection levels. But, um, you know, you got your you got your level three, which is like I said, is about nine millimeter. Uh, I mean, twenty two. Most of your most of your handgun calibers, right? Level three A plus is just gonna have that little added level protection. Like I've got a vest, I have in there. It's level three A plus slash stab. So it's actually actually has this uh this plastic uh, piece that goes in front of the actual armor itself. That actually somebody was like, huh. And in the event of like a uh, somebody to slash me with a knife, it has that plastic protective barrier that um, it is there. So, but does that does that make it real hard for like to where they'll it'll slow them down or? I mean, it's that- gonna yeah. You're not gonna be able to. I mean, my thing is is like nine times out of ten, and and my you know my thought process, unless it was somebody that was like planning this. Like, if they were planning to attack you or they planned to attack multiple people, right? Like, they're not going to keep their blade as sharp as, sharp as a samurai, right? So, um, you know, the, you're, you're, uh, I, it actually can, I can, I could, I could take a, a bladed object with a, with a decently, with a factory sharpened blade and, and slash it and it's going to, it's going to keep it from penetrating my, my my body right and it's very thin but um but that's available out there people just got a little spend a little money and like i said we go up um and and the more higher we go up in our calibers the, the higher we go up in the levels you know we got level four we got what you know we keep going you get into your hard plates you start talking about rifle rounds uh different companies like safe line defense makes uh what they call the fries and it's uh the flexible rifle armor system which is a uh it's a it started out as a prototype and then it became an actual reality um and it is a lightweight flexible material i can't give you all the specifics on what it's made out of i just know that it can stop all the way up to uh 762 um which is like i go back to like my military days a standard issue sappy plate we could take at least up to two rounds of 762 in the plate and you know that's just uh you know that's when you're talking about like uh receiving like you know we're, we're talking about a plate set and steel like two rounds right i mean that's just because it's a ceramic you know type plate and it's takes those two rounds gonna crack the material yeah but uh but yeah dude i mean like just and i don't want to get too i don't want to put the cart before the horse but like just just since we've been living together and stuff and just like seeing some of the the backpacks and things that you keep prepared has led me to like man i and i already had this in my work truck because it was assigned to me but like i keep a fire extinguisher in my truck now i've got a first aid kit and i'm working on building that first aid kit up better it's like what i mean what are you are you going into a war zone no i'm not saying that you know it's just like you never know what you might come up on. Fair, you know? Like, 
not that I asked to be in this situation or I was about to go be, uh, you know, uh, die hard. But if there's if there is aid that I can do until you know an EMT or someone gets there on the scene, I want to be ready and I, I want to have the equipment to be able to do what's right. Yeah. Um, how to save a life. Yeah. So, I guess I guess with no further ado, I can get into the meat and taters of uh, something we've we been dick, wanting. We can to... dick off a little bit more. I say we dick off after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we so, dick off during. Yeah. It don't matter. Um, but this is uh, this is a very serious um, episode, and this is something like uh, I've been seeing uh, Cole going through the training and being prepared for this, and um, I didn't even have to ask him. This was something that I wanted to have on the show for you, uh, and um, hopefully we'll have a lot of great information, and if you're interested, he'll give you some plugs to where you know, wherever you are in your community or wherever you stay, that if you want more information, you know, we'll have a website or something that you can go to and learn more. But tell us a little bit about what's the meat and taters. All right. So uh, uh, something that in the state of Mississippi is required by all law enforcement in the, in the very beginning of our uh, training, in our training curriculum, is to be alert, to get alert level one. Alert level is... Um, it's your active shooter uh, training. Uh, active shooter, you've probably heard it be active shooter, active killer, um, different. It's been it, it it's been called different names. And through the years, they try to every every. And I wouldn't even say as far through the years. I mean, every day it's 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 changing. It's ever changing. Whenever you teach a new instructor. That instructor, whoever that new person is that, that you just taught this to, and now they have an instructor tab, and now they're going out here and they're teaching this, they may have something in their, you know, in their toolbox that they can add to the program that just all around nationally makes this a very, 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 very effective um, uh, thing, which is, you know, constant, constant think tank that's that's constantly growing and evolutionizing like every time you teach it you teach a new instructor to be an instructor right and you set him off out there to start teaching well now it's growing because now he's going out there or she's going out there and they're they're taking their experiences and they're meshing that and they're weaving that with other people's experiences and they're kind of creating it because every different like um it's uh, every different culture there's different, there's different, there's different things in different cultures and, and there's different things in different states or, or, or different parts of the United States. And every time you send somebody out there in the world with, a, with an, you know, with the ability to teach somebody else, not only do they take something out there to give to people, but they also bring something back. So it's constantly changing. And, and this is something I want to say on the forefront is it's the old saying that if, you know, you give a man a fish, he'll eat for that day. But if you teach him, he can... He can eat for the rest of his life. And I want to say this precursor uh, because uh, Mike Glover, uh, that might be someone uh, you're all familiar with. Uh, the way that he's branded now by our government is not accurate. And so what I mean by that is when you start to step into self-dependence to where you're dependent upon yourself and you're not dependent upon the governor for safety, or for 
anything that you need other than them just taking taxes from you is uh, you you kind of become an enemy to them because they want you to be dependent upon them. And I'm not saying it's a Republican or Democratic thing. That's that Democrat and Republican, that's two wings of the same bird. And so, like, I'm when I say government, it don't matter who's in charge. Uh, so, but they want your dependence upon them, and sometimes they'll they'll create uh, chaos or havoc in your life just to uh, pull some of your freedoms and rights back. But when you equip yourself with learning things like this, you begin to understand. Oh, I I can I can do this on my own. I can take matters into my own hands. There's so much free knowledge out there that yeah. people just don't take advantage of. And and the thing about it is it's something that I've learned in my short time. I've I've been an instructor in other things, but ever since I started getting in this program and became an instructor and started reaching out and getting more instructor certifications in the program, I started realizing like how much free knowledge is out there that we're just not taking advantage of. So I mean that's definitely what you're saying, like Equip yourselves. I mean, I can sit here and talk money all day long and about all this expensive stuff, but I mean, like, when it costs absolutely nothing to sit right here for 30 minutes and listen to somebody that you know tell you about something that you don't know, yeah. that you learn something from, man, it's, 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 it could be this, it could, it for something to be priceless. And not cost you anything. It's something that eventually could save your life or someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of these things we may take to like videos that we may put up on YouTube because uh, some things may need uh, a visual uh, for you to fully grasp it. But I think for the most part, uh, you can imagine these things in your mind and what you should do. But uh you know, I would, I would like to start like, you know, maybe it's something simple like how to apply a tourniquet. Well, you don't want to put it below, like, let's just say it's your right arm, you know, right in the bicep. Do you put it down below the elbow? No, you got to get it above. You got to get it between the wound and the heart, you know, you got to stop the blood flow. And so, I mean, but that's something that you can imagine, but like maybe you need a little more visual aid. I mean, who knows, right? So that's actually when you when you talk about um, even using that as an example. So that's so that's something that's been my goal that I've been working on. Um, I'm currently I'm, an, I'm I'm currently I'm an instructor in only uh, one um, one particular um, uh, phase of alert, uh, but I'm in my I'm in. I'm in doing the classwork for a second uh, instruction. I've already been level one certified uh, because I'm a law enforcement officer, um, but I've sought out additional training in between that all kind of ties back to the alert program. Uh, and th- at the same time, uh, next month, I'll also attend an additional uh, instructor certification training, um, which is going to keep me, keep me rolling, keep me going. And um, so while I'm doing that, I kind of like set a goal for myself, but it's not necessarily necessarily just for me to benefit from. It's for other people. And so, um, you kind of mentioned it already a little bit when you just talk about the tourniquet or something like that. But, uh, some, that one thing, that one thing is, uh, it's, it's crippling to hear, but at the same time, 
it's a it's a it's a it's a shout to the world to the people that are listening like man wake up there's there's things out there that you can learn and it's free all you gotta do is listen and just give it a little time so um with that being said so something in the program that uh like i said it's ever-changing right like we're learning every day even what it's called yeah so uh we we learn from uh we learn from our mistakes um so something and for for people that maybe not be really uh savvy with this program but uh this uh, this started uh this is uh based out of texas that's where it started that's where it uh um that's where it came from. There's a lot of support from uh, Texas A&M University. I actually take classes from Texas A&M University through the program. Um, so any of those events that you can think of where, like Virginia Tech, Columbine, um, even to where it's become more modernized to the Las Vegas shooting at the uh, Jason or the uh, Eric Church. Um, the festival. Uh, yeah. The, I think uh, both Eric of Church. those cats were there. Hmm? I think both of those cats were yeah. there, but it happened during the uh, Eric Church uh, while he was on. Yeah, I mean um, Uvalde, maybe. Well, Uvalde—that's a new one. That uh, it's, it's, it's current a, current alert instructors or, or and alert personnel are actually actively like dissecting into, and people what people don't what people need to understand is like, yeah, like okay, that that, that had that had a negative effect on police. But while it had a negative effect on police, these guys from this program are looking into it and they're like, what did we do wrong? What can we do better? And and it's so that and they take that information and they push it out to all these instructors and have us, the instructors, go out here and teach it to people for free. It's absolutely nothing. And and I don't uh, any of the instructor certifications I get doesn't increase my pay. And in the classes that I hold with the civilian population, um, I don't get any money from. So, I mean, what's your, what's your heart? I mean, why do this? Well, um, for one, me personally, um, one, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm the exact opposite of the kind of person that wants, you know, you got those people out there that just want to see the world burn. Right, um, I'm the exact opposite of that. I want to see it heal um, itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> and in order to do that, in order for you know, in order for that to happen, for 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 it to heal itself, is like, and people got to start educating themselves. But a lot of people are stubborn. I, I know this from being a stubborn individual. So, um, you know, it, it's hard to beat when it's free. You know. So that's one thing that I want to get out of it is is that, uh, you know, I I give you. I give you the tools you need for success to survive to, to to get out there. I give that to you freely, um, and that, that that's just one thing of it. I know that kind of it's kind of hard to people man. Like, why would you just do something like that? But at the same time, though, like you know, I got introduced to all this stuff like when I started out in the Marine Corps. You know, uh, basic uh, basic combat life saving skills, hemorrhaging stuff like that. Going through the combat hunter program, learning about the profiles of like sociopaths and psychopaths and terrorist organizations and stuff like that, and kind of like breaking it down and learning the the, the physiology and the and psychology and the sociology of of, mm, of those different uh, different groups and stuff, and learning the ways of like how to deter or um, you know just all basically like counterterrorism studies and and, and and research, and so I had a big big interest in all that when i got in the marine corps like uh you know i was an infantryman by trade but 
my background all was counterterrorism, uh, counterintelligence. Uh, I had a secret clearance. I went. I was part of the company level intelligence cell. I was a tactical debriefer, which was the secondary OS. I went to you know trainings with. Uh, or that's what we did. We just we studied crazy and, and bad people, and we we learned how to better defend ourselves against those people. And all that was free to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I you know was in the military. I was kind of, but it was free to me at the time. So, you know. That, that's another thing. Like, I want to, you know, I want to I want to protect. The- this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces. Plus, 24 seven customer support. His venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. People around me, and the best way to protect the people around me is to give them the tools and the information to protect themselves. So that because it may be me that they need to, you know, I'm I'm not always going to be the 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 white knight riding in on the on the Corey Steve. Like it's going to be, I may be in a situation where I need somebody to help me, and the only way that I'm going to make sure that that person knows how to help me is by giving them that information. And, and that's an, that's a good point too. I mean, because I'm sure there's that smart ass out there who's like, dude, we're not all white knights. It's like, dude, that is not what I'm telling you. Like, this is about preparedness. Yeah. And the, the thing about it, like with Marine Corps or even going through police training, is the difference between the two of us is like you were put under high stress and duress on purpose so they would know how you would react. Once again, it goes to that pressure of turning, you know, uh, you know, coal into diamonds, right? And like you get to see it. Is this person going to fold? Is he going to be able to perform under pressure? Have you ever seen yourself under pressure with the exception of taking an ACT or SAT? Like, have you ever been in, like, a, a real fight-for-your-life situation? And I hope you never do, but, like, if you were, like, <laughs> there's so many free resources out there that could really help you. Yeah, I mean, like, this program, so, like, uh, the, the where uh, I just have, like, one more module and, and I'm finished, but and as easy as I make it sound... It that's how easy it is for another law enforcement officer that's out there right now that that doesn't live in my community or somewhere that they can listen to this and they go, hey, I can go get that certification too, and I can start giving this out there. So as easy as I make it sound, the more the merrier. The more the merrier, and 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 so like, um, um, 
something um, uh, the civilian response class that I'm in the process of like learning to be an instructor in, like you know, all that is uh, all that is because. Honestly, like I think about it and I know you probably think about it and we all think about it. But I mean, think about how many times that like whenever I go out to eat, whenever I go get my mail, whenever I go on vacation, whenever I go to shopping at the grocery store, I'm not surrounded by a thousand cops or a thousand firefighters or a thousand, you know, I don't have all these guys on standby. Like I have you, I have the people I have, it's mm-hmm. me, you know, like we're, it's, it's us in the machine, right? Like, so, uh, the, I can't necessarily go out there and put a gun in everybody's hand, but I can give you the knowledge freely that could be the difference in you saving your own life or, or, or somebody else's life. Well, I think about this too. And I think it was, uh, it was my grandfather that taught me this very young was whenever you walk into a building. The first thing he always told me to do was, like, find all your exits. And a lot of people was like, let's just say that you're in a building and for whatever reason it was to catch fire and there was an emergency. And everyone flocked to the way they came in, but there were alternate exits. And the alternate exit no one was utilizing or no one knew about. Wouldn't it be great if everyone, when they walked in there, they figured out all the exits and how to get out? And that was... It's just a little mental preparedness. It's like, dude, I'm just going into Kroger to grab some things, but have you checked all the exits? You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's actually part of. And it's not the, living like a psycho. It's like, where are all the red exits at? Yeah, and that's part of the curriculum that I teach in Craze, or which I've started like teaching through the program that I'm on right now. Uh, um, some of the teachbacks and stuff. So, um, Craze. I mean, it, it, it exactly. It can be very misconstrued and very misunderstood for somebody to be paranoid. You're not paranoid, you're prepared. There's two different things, two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as simple as that sounds, like you, like uh, you, know, my dad always said, never will set his back to the door. And it's not because he's paranoid, and my dad has never been in the military, he's not been in law enforcement, but the reason why my dad sat at the door he is... He is a man's so, man, though. Yeah. He gave himself an opportunity to make a decision. That's all that is. Because in the event that something comes through that door... That he don't like. It's going <laughs> to give him an opportunity to make a decision. Because my dad don't carry a gun, or he didn't at the time, or, you know. But um, but that's that's part of the curriculum that we teach, is like there's a difference between paranoia and being prepared. My dad, being just, just having that mindset, don't want to set his back to the door. He didn't, you know, make a big deal about it. Don't want to set his back to a door. If you asked him why, then he'll tell you. Because it gives me, I'll know when something's coming in here, I can look through that door. But just in that little thing, just in that criteria, when we start teaching, like, uh, the the the, uh, the avoid, deny, defend, which is the ADD, which is the little ditty, the little acronym that we use during the craze is avoid, deny, defend. So just in that portion alone like from the very beginning of it is when my dad or or somebody that's sitting and they're able to see the entrance they're able to start that process already right which is avoid so i see a problem i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out a way to get out of it right because i see it coming so just little bitty things like that man it's just that we already do or maybe that we don't do and then maybe we could do a better job of um and one thing that when you asked me earlier you're like one thing one, this is probably the most important reason why, and I don't have any children, 
but I have friends, most of my friends have children. Mm -hmm. And so in the event that something bad happens, I can't, I can't be there every time. I'm not going to. Neither are you, neither are all, any of us. So, um, one thing that I want to do is with this free information, as free as it is for me to learn it, I want it to be just as free, if not more, to put it out there, especially in the schools, especially with our, where our kids are at. And because, I mean, that's just the thing, dude, like there's a, for some reason, I don't know, it's always, that's where this program initially got its, got its lift off from. But, you know, it's crazy to think that these people, there's these uh, individuals out here that their brains are so, just so messed up that they decide to make that the target, you know, a bunch of kids, but it happens. And so that's part of, that's part of the reason why, like, I want to, I want to give, it was, it was free for me to learn it. So free I want to, it. It, yeah. So I want to make it free to give it. But man, I, like, I think it's just, you know, maybe to your dad's point is like for me is when I'm instilling things into like my nephew or like even of uh, my friend's son. And I have no idea why I'm partial to that. Maybe it's just talking man to man, you know, it's like, you know, a big part of, and this is constantly under fire when it comes to culture, depending on what, whatever you believe or whatever you, uh, subscribe to. But like, I believe it is the man's road to, you know, protect the female at all costs, like, uh, to lay his life down. And so like, when I'm talking to these young men, it's like, know your exits, sit with your back to the door, like, wherever you are, whatever's going on, be like, be prepared. What if, if something wants to pop off, what are you going to do? What's it? First things first, get her down, get her out of the way. Right. And then you're going to, you're a shield. You're a, you're a meat puppet at that point. Right. So, um, you, you kind of hit on it earlier and, it, and it's kind of my number one goal. Um, but we also got to equip the women. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. But, but everybody, so something that I want to do, is uh, I started thinking about this, and it's standardized in most schools. I know that, like, when we grew up, we always did a fire drill. We did tornado drill, stuff like that. Now they do shooter drills. Yeah, they do. But something else that they do, too, you always got access to fire extinguishers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in some schools, uh, they have access to um, uh, ADs. And other types of items, you know, for that reason. So something that I want to do when I start getting out here and I start teaching, even small, even small businesses, and I'll kind of tell you my plan because I want to start with my small-owned businesses, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But what I want to do is I want to make this thing, and it's called a tactical or technical, depending on if you can use the word. Like if if the word tactical scares you, then okay, it's understand. Technical. Yeah, then it's a technical emergency medical kit, and all that is is it's going to be packed full of things to uh, one address hemorrhaging, massive hemorrhaging, right? So all of like a, you know, that is where we've learned that in the event of these mass casualty type events, uh, that that's where we lose people's lives the most. And it could have been saved by proper tourniquet application or wound packing. And so that's, that's, uh, it's one thing that I want to do is I want to, is I want to put that 
uh, into these places. I want to I want to put that into those places. And uh, and so what I I did this a long time ago. And uh, what it was is every year um, I would go around. I would put two dollars in a Ziploc bag. If you pick one of these up, yes, it's me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'd put a couple dollars in a Ziploc bag um, and like a couple of things. And uh, there was a, a prayer and that we would put them and uh, we, we put them all around town. And uh, so with that same kind of mindset, I want to take something, actually I'm put a little money into it, but uh, make it to where you have this, this mass casualty kit, which is going to have all the equipment that you need for with for for hemorrhaging and um you know uh airway uh to different different devices different medical equipment and teach everybody how to use all this stuff at the very basic level and make that accessible and it should be just as accessible as a fire extinguisher absolutely i mean even like to that application i'm almost thinking about it it should be side by side to a food bank or even like you know, you'll see like the 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 little library that we throw up in neighborhoods, and it'll be a you know, a, like you do with a food bank. It's full yeah. of books. Like that would be a, like have an application in there for here's some tourniquets and gauze. Here's a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Here's so first my, aid. You know, my Tim K's or or whatever. I want to pack them full of full uh, full of tourniquets. Uh, Full of uh, all of your compression, bandage stuff, wound packing, um, different devices for uh, airway issues. So um, wouldn't go quite as fan as as advanced. I think the most advanced would be applying what's called a nasal pharyngeo, which is essentially just a tube ran down the nose. And um, but yeah, you can put some of those in there. I think that's make it pretty advanced, but. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe some different airway devices. You know, like uh, just to just to have available, because like I said, the studies have shown that that has just been one thing where we just we just dropped the ball on. Um, so like, like the Boston yeah, bombing, right. you saw a lot of people. They used a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what we call occlude. Uh, these people, they went out there and they they made they made they essentially made a tourniquet out of like whatever they could find at the time. Um, you know, it was makeshift. Yeah. So, uh, and this is during and, the marathon, and, right? And that's great. Yeah, it's during the marathon, and that's great. But at the same time, with that in mind, I just want to give that access to, you know, for example, you know, I went to New Hope High School. Um, I know that you know on both floors of the high school, like we had a, a fire extinguisher, and um, you know we had like a little first aid kit. But you know, my thing is, is I would want to put it, you know, in multiple places, and it have stuff for pressure dressing, you know, pa- wound packing, uh, tourniquet application, and you know, almost like for example, most of your AEDs nowadays have a voice instruction on how to you know, it tells you when to place and where to, to place and how to do it so you know maybe not go as far as advanced as that but even just putting like some note cards 
that tell you exactly like some of the basics when it comes to hemorrhaging and how to stop the uh, mass hemorrhaging. This will be the absolute worst person for this situation, but I'm sure they'll find themselves in it eventually. Is what? What about those cats who are just so freaked out by blood or whatever else? Is like the idea of like someone packing a wound would just make them pass out, right? Like, is there any getting over that, or is you just gotta? It's like Nike, you just gotta do it. Yeah, Nike all the way. I mean, then just uh, at that point in time, I mean, uh, essentially, it just depends on the situation, you know. Um, hopefully by providing somebody with this equipment and with this training and with this knowledge, um, you know, one out of one out of six people, uh, we're hoping that one out of six is is is, is not going to be that way. It's going to be the, the exact opposite. Mm. And they're going to be doing what they can to, to help save lives and help save themselves and save, and save each other and help, help, help the people around them. So in that type of situation, you know, um, uh, it's crucial, um, just like you said earlier, to kind of like be able to like navigate the stress, but um, and and I get it. But that's why I say seek out this training. It's free. I offer it for free. Uh, I haven't came. I have not started um, this. But I, what I is think, what is the official name of the training? I know it's it's either technical or technical, but like just no. So uh, right now, this is all through the alert program. Alert. What, what, alert. That's uh, what you need to know. Yeah. Um, but what what I do is uh, it's civilian response to active shooter events. That's It's called CRACE. Um, that's just one of them. But when it comes to the other stuff, uh, I throw a lot of that in there for it's a freebie because uh, I learned it in the Marine Corps. Um, and it's going to go over. I'm going to go more in depth on, um, you know, controlling uh you know hemorrhaging and and talking about some of that stuff i'm gonna throw in some combat life-saving techniques that are not advanced to the point to where just a normal average everyday person couldn't pick this up and do this task with this item Uh, it's going to be something that's very simple where it's understood and pushed out that information as much as possible but yeah, dude. Uh, so one thing though is that, like I'm really, 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 really something I'm gonna get into is is creating these these kits, these Tim Ks, and uh, taking them to. Like I said, I want to start with small businesses, and I'm hoping to get some support from that. And I'm gonna start out with small businesses, and I kind of I mentioned why. And so reason why I said small businesses is we forget a lot of our a lot of times like we focus so much on like chains or or like bigger facilities and stuff so um a couple years ago you had the um the shooting incident at the recruiting office in in tennessee and it was a part of it was like in a most of your recruiting stations are part of like a like a like a little strip mall type little area um so i thought about that situation and i was like man i bet you there was probably like some probably like some uh privately owned like boutiques or something like that that was there so you know just just as you have to create or have certain criteria met to have like fire code and all that kind of stuff um just in your noggin you know just just hey i want to make sure if if today is that day then we have at least something to be prepared versus nothing at all 
So that's where I want to start out with these small businesses and reach out. And I just want to offer this training to them for free and give them these kits. Uh, work on. I'm going to work on just getting the stuff together to put the kit together. It's it's uh, it's going to be difficult, but like I said, uh, you know, I I used to do this thing every year for Christmas, and like I, you know, I end up spending like over a hundred something dollars just on you know all these little bags that we just put all over town. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a small gesture, of good faith, but at the same time, like to me, this is a larger gesture, of good faith, and and the the that the the feedback or, or not the feedback, but the the thought process of that is 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 um is that somebody may have to put a tourniquet on me. It may be me. I may be a casualty. And I can't be mad or upset if, you know, if I, if me personally, I haven't done anything to, to give these people, empower them to, to you know, to have this trainer, have this knowledge, have this equipment. Like, I mean, you know, so at least in my area, my community, I'm, Nobody else is doing it, so it's me. I'm the guy, you know. And just to, I mean, I understand we're from a small southern town. It's a college town, uh, Starkville here. But, like, the focus coming out for small business is the move to me because that is predominantly most of our, that's where most of the people are doing business. Yeah, you know, they're going to Mickey D's or they're going to Jack's or they're going to, you know, Hardee's or Burger King <clears throat> to get a bite to eat. But, like, you know, I, I'm thinking about, like, the Magnolia Soap Company or, like, you know, just places you wouldn't think. Like, if we're going down Main Street, it's like if if every one, two, three, four small business was prepped for something like this, yeah, it would be a good venture and they could almost cover their entire block. So, if nobody's ever seen the movie Patriot's Day, I've, I challenge everybody that's listening to give it a shot uh, and listen. And and just to give you this part of what we talked about, there was a scene in there where, um, where uh, Mark Wahlberg's character was giving uh, the FBI agents the exact time and specific locations of where. Uh, the surveillance cameras would have captured uh, White Hat, which they dubbed one of the bombers of the Boston Bombing Marathon. Um, and so, in that, you'll realize, like, if as they're, as he's walking through this recreated scene of where the blast area was at, he's naming off all these, like, restaurants and little businesses and stuff that are, like, sitting, you know, on that are on the street, right? That are right here. And so, I mean, think about it, dude. If if, if you, like if, if you a come car, up with some kind of a sign that let you know like you know it's the same thing as like AT and T or yeah. ADT protects his home like if yeah. you had some kind of a logo to let people know it's like craze or you you know or, or this, well, you know like whatever it is little, it's like my little thing that I'm coming up with uh, Tim K Tim K you know yeah and that was something that hung up on the door it's like this is a safe place and well not only that but like, we can get help here. And then even someone who may want to choose violence on this community be like, I don't want to do it around that. Maybe not. And do you know what? As simple as that sounds, like that actually is something that, I mean, something as simple as that. Oh, that it may, definitely is something. change somebody's mind. But also, too, in the event of a situation like that, you've got all these businesses and all these people, if they have that kind of equipment, they have that access, and it's just, we're talking about something as small as, 
I'm talking about a bag that that I could carry. One person could carry. It's it's not very heavy. It's going to be packed full of tourniquets, packed full of, full of gauze and, and and different types of equipment. It's going to have note cards and all this kind of stuff that can help uh, to, to to teach somebody that doesn't know anything at all. But if you, for example, take Main Street here in Charleville, for example, if I just had four businesses in there that had had a, you know one of my units in there. And they, they or at went this the rate, training. if he was on Main Street, it should be law firms. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine yeah, yeah, if just, that happened? Yeah. All right, so let's be a just, little facetious. Let's but, put yeah. ourselves in a Boston bombing type of situation. If yeah. that were to happen, now I've got all my first responders or all my people that are acting as first responders. They got, got some all business this. owners who who are equipped and ready who can jump out into those EMTs get there exactly, and they can help out and 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 even like. Like I said, you go back, you watch that movie, and you'll see kind of what I was talking about, where people were making these uh, these makeshift tourniquets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's my first that's my first thing, and I'm hoping to uh, catch enough clout with that that uh, that I mean, eventually, what I would love to see is for that to be like mandatory, like statewide, like you see it in every school. I could um, see it being like uh, like federal level. No, but on a state level, yes, because like I think it's going to come to like it's going to be a government issue. It's yeah. like people don't like, and when I say people, I mean like government. They want you to be dependent upon them, and so like when you take something like this upon the community, I think local government is one hundred percent behind it. But when it gets to a federal level, it's like uh uh-uh, uh no 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 no. We need to be involved. We need to get FEMA. We need to. Da, da 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 da, you know, and it's like, and I'm not saying that like nefariously about those who are in power, but God, it sure does seem that way sometimes. And like, I really believe in things like this, and if every community like participated in something like this, and there were just a few small businesses, like just take that Starville downtown stretch or like that Main Street stretch, it's like. You probably have 20 to 30 small businesses. And if, let's just say if anywhere from five to ten of them took it serious, I'm really comfortable in those blocks. Yeah. And because, I mean, I mean th- these these are people who are prepared. These are people who are taking things seriously. Will they ever have to use them? I hope not. Yeah. But if the situation does call, I know it's there. And, I mean, you know, that's, that's just the thing, too. It also brings attention to, you know, the vast amounts of free information and free education that's out there available to all of us that we can learn from. I guarantee you, as much as we talk on this, I guarantee you there's somebody out there that's, you know, either has their own radio station or has a podcast or posts stuff online and that offers something that you don't know, offers it for free, freely, and that you can have access to just by subscribing or something like that, and it, and it's there. So uh, I mean, even like if you're a band, like, and check this out, it's like even with like the little bag I carry around with me now when I'm traveling along with my band, it's like these are some of the things that I carry with us. It's like you think crap's gonna pop off at your show? I'm not saying that. It's just what if. That's the uh, the next uh, what if the, the next instructor class I'm going to is like in a it's like an outdoor event type situation yeah. to be more prepared for those, and I mean it's 
absolutely. I mean, and that's one thing. Like as a band, and I'm not. I'll, yeah. I'll give it right back to you, but like I'm watching. I watch the crowd. I've got a. I'm usually on stage, so I've got a pretty good view of like what's going on in the crowd. You know, I'm not security does too. But like, if I spot something that's not cool, I'd be like, might want to get a hold of that guy. Yeah, or her, whatever. And so, like, if I've got my stuff just off stage, we can get that distributed real quick, you know? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because, so, just being open to getting this free training and stuff like that, um, it's because, like, during those events, we mentioned a little bit about the stress situations, and from an instructor point of view, we watched some of the videos where we're, we're, we're learning about human reaction during stress and if you would just see and i know that everybody can probably think of like a time that they were stressed out or they were nervous about something and that they reacted in a way that maybe they shouldn't have i think we can all recall that but like from an instructor point of view so there was a uh, a nightclub that that burned down and i can't remember the name exactly of it um, but there was a nightclub that uh, a fire started, and there was a band that was playing on stage. So you had the main exit, which was uh, visible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the entrance and the exit. And then you had two other ways of exiting the the building. Um, the fire started, and it sparked, and it ignited, and it and it grew and grew and grew eventually, and like people died. In that, and 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 one of the reasons why people died is because like um, a doorway was jammed up with human bodies. People were people were trying to force themselves into this room to get out of this one exit, and they would just they were just stacking themselves right there in the in, in the in this in this in this port, whether it was an extra exit or entrance, and they ended up like losing their lives right there, like jammed up at the doorway. And it was like a bunch of people that, that lost their lives like that. And looking at it from an instructor point of view and then looking at it like this, and it's like that stress killed them. Yeah. Stress is what got them. And so if you could have um, took a deep breath, you could have looked around because there's always more than one way out. If the building was, yeah. if the building's and to some code. The, yeah. And some of the stuff that we teach and, and, and the civilian response is like, I mean, uh, the way I think about it is in the Marine Corps, we have the McMack program, One Mind, Any Weapon. Um, take that same Marine Corps mindset and apply it to the civilian community, right? Same thing. Not only One Mind, Any Weapon, but if it could be an exit, how can you make it an exit? It's at a window? Bust the Bust window out. Exactly. Like, your lives need to be saved, so, like, let's, let's retort to life-saving mode. Like, this is no longer... I'm not worried about breaking this window that I might lose my job. Fuck that. I'm about to get out this window because yeah. this these lives are fire. valuable. Exactly. So, and it, and that, and that's what it, and sometimes too, like, that's why I say, like, go out here and get this knowledge for free because I've done it. I know I've done it. I, there's been things that I know that I've done, and that's why we, in the, even in this program, but a lot of, in the military and law enforcement, we use a lot of stress induced type training um so you can see like how you react under stress and people would be so surprised on how they respond to different stimulus 
and they're stressed. You don't know until you're in that situation. You don't know. I mean, um, and you can even simulate it, but yep. that is not the same. It's not. And 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 one thing is too though is it's funny. It's not really funny, but it's 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 impressive to a degree to see, uh, even in simulated stressful situations, how people respond to that and how they react during those situations. And it would surprise you. Like um, I know that every. I know that every one of my friends that are teachers of schools right now, I mean, I, I know that they're probably thinking like, you know, they're thinking, you know, that I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I protect all my students. But at the same time, when, you know, whenever a, an event happens, um, you know, my question to you is, 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 is I'm not trying to, piss anybody off but but especially after finding out like how much free information is available to us but like what did you do to prepare what did you do to get ready Mm -hmm. i mean and i'm not saying that you got to be a a tactical guru but you know did you are you familiar with some of this stuff like you know and because it's not all about tourniquet application or about this i mean like when we teach this class i mean we we start from the from the bottom and go all the way to the top we'll tell you about some of the events that's happened in the past we'll tell you some of the things we've learned the crace um curriculum is actually in my opinion more advanced than level one that law enforcement officers get Nice. When it comes to just understanding these events, right? Um, that's my that's my opinion. I'm just looking at it from the outside in. I mean, I, I would love to hear this kind of thing, like, like at a town hall, like. And I understand, like, not everyone's at the town hall, but you take this town hall. Well, let's broadcast it on social media. And so, if you had like short little series, maybe fifteen twenty at a time, going over one thing at a time. Once again, another free resource. And it could be more ordeal to your hometown, maybe to the street that you live on, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, so like me, I'm not the only one. There's other instructors out there that you can get this free training from. Um, all you got to do is just kind of like ask around if it's something that's kind of... Crass, right? Uh, well, it's crass. That's, that's just this training. But in general, if you are a teacher, a student, a anyone uh a business owner or anything if you if you if you if, if you listen to this podcast and, and you want to know it i get up with me i mean we still got porch talk at gmail.com i mean we still oh, yes, got we do. yeah we still got we still got avenues way to communicate you can communicate with me you can send al a message you can get on there you can get on uh the facebook you can get on instagram you can you can reach out to us that way you can get on the dms and just say hey uh i want more Listen to the show. I'm interested in this. Is something I want, and I mean, here's that's 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 the point of it. That's the point is to to get it out. The point is to to, to teach people. And hey, maybe you know, maybe it's something that it, it lifts off in a particular area or a particular job business. Good. And yeah, exactly. I mean, this is all to to help. Thank you for being um, serious. Yeah, this is all to to help people, and. um help them and, and help their communities and, and everybody around them. So, I mean, like, um, it's free to me. So, you know, uh, in the event that somebody profits off of this, I mean, I'm going to be a little disappointed in that person, but 
Um, at the end of the day, man, this is uh, this is good knowledge that I think we can all benefit from. And you know, a lot of times that I get on the podcast, I talk about preparedness, and honestly, I think all those different times before now was kind of leading me to where I'm at now. And um, uh, and I, I think this is uh, I think this is something that I was uh, supposed to do. I think this was part of the plan. So uh, I, I, um, I immediately agree with that. Like, um, I, I think this was. It might have been the baby of it, but Co was preparing to teach, uh, and he had some flashcards and things he needed to go over the night before when he was preparing. He asked if I minded if I was, you know, sitting through it, and he nailed it. And he 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 didn't really use the flashcards; like he would look at it for a reference. But for the most part, he was fairly animated. He knew what he was talking about, and I was like. This is a big part of who you are now, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Without ever telling you, and I didn't need to tell you that. Like, this is community response and, like, getting the word out to the community. It's like, because, man, it's just, it, it, it literally is loving your neighbor when you prepare them for something like and, this. And you know? at the same time, you know, I know I've nailed it and had a few times, but just making people realize that there is all this information that's available for free for free. And I mean, like, and to get me to come and teach your church or your school or your, or your business to come and teach you this stuff doesn't cost me a dime. Doesn't cost Mm -hmm. you a dime. All I need is your time and that's it. And so like, what, what is their best avenue for reaching out to that? If they want that. So, me as, as it stands. Me personally, uh, so this is this obviously is they can come through my format. based through law enforcement, right? So um, obviously, I'm an investigator at Octavio County Sheriff's Office. They can reach out through Octavio County Sheriff's Office if they choose to. Uh, they can reach out to my departmental email, which is cbrit at octavio dot ms. I'm sorry. Whoops, back that up dot sheriff dot ms dot us that's one that's one way you can reach out to me through there give um, it one more time uh it's a uh, cbrit c-b-r-i-t-t at sheriff i think i said it differently before at sheriff dot octavaha dot ms dot us you nailed it yeah, that time. yeah there we go so so that is that's one way you can reach out to me um you can just send me an email let me know what kind of like what you got going on, and you're like, hey, this is something I want to teach my church, or hey, I want to teach my youth group, or I want to teach to my um, uh, uh, I'm a small business owner. I have a group of other small business owners that we meet every week, and and we have like a small business meeting. Uh, I, I want you to teach us this, whatever whatever the case is. Uh, reach out to me. Um, you can send me an email through that. That's just one good way to link me. Um. As of right now, I don't have any other phone other than my own. But don't so, give that out. So I'm not gonna put put all that out because I don't want someone sending me like some nasty messages. Good old uh, dick pics. Yeah. So that yeah, they go <laughs> uh, penis and and so worse. Um, kids these days. Um. So I, best way to email if you can't remake if you can't reach me through my email, you can always go through all the porch talk links. Yeah, Facebook, the Instagram, uh, Twitter, 
And please uh, do, and I will direct you. I happen to be in very close proximity with a fella. Yeah. So. Um, not only that, but uh, we, we still and we still use the we still have access to the email the the, the Gmail for porch talk for questions. Uh, you can always DM us on all the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you can also send us a message or comment or something on a post, and that'll get our attention one way. Um, reach out to reach out to you reach out mm-hmm. to any of the other guys that's been on the show that's been out and about in a while like hey um and you can reach out to any of those any of those other guys oh, that are out there that's a good plug because i mean like a lot of people on the show of uh, y'all may or may not realize it but we're a pretty tight-knit group yeah like we all know each other so like if, I you, mean, if you say it to one you, you might as well say it to the other like for example just coming off just shooting off the cuff here but like if you listen to this show and it's something that you're interested in doing and you want to like get it in your community or your area or your job or whatever else, I mean, you could maybe you maybe you shop at Muslim Brothers, right? Yeah. And you can go up there and you can say, "Hey, you guys are affiliated with Porch Talk." You know that Cole guy he got on here and he talked about, it and they're like, "That's something I want to do." They can they can get you in contact with me, and they sure um, will. Yeah. yeah, they will. And and so that's just that's just example. I want to do a deeper dive on this of like i felt like i was giving okay examples but a little bit too much in your way and uh i want to i want to break down and get into this again but i think we've done enough today yeah something that i do want to mention though before we sign off okay is this oh boy oh yeah yes it's a boy now <laughs> 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 Praise the heavens above. <laughs> no, so salted if, pork. If you listen to the show, you will remember I said something about <laughs> Jack Carr's books and how it was going to explode. And guess what? It was the number one TV show on Amazon Prime in July, right next to last the year before that mm-hmm. the the movie that uh that Chris Pratt. Started before on Amazon Prime that was released in July, was also number one the number one movie on Amazon Prime at the time. But now Terminal List, which it's is the number one book, out here calling shots. Exactly, I'm telling you, like I was like, hey y'all, pay attention to this. This is happening. This is a big deal. And look what I have right now. I have a term, I have a shirt, mm-hmm. right? I have the mug. I've got the things, and I have a signed copy. With a bullet shot through it. With a, it was shot through by the author him author himself with a three thirty eight Lapua a Barrett and so and it's signed and it's pretty cool. There you go. Any questions or comments or inquiries or anything? Just you can reach me on the socials. You can reach Cole on the socials. You can reach Porch Talk on the socials, and uh, we'll get you connected. Uh, I don't want to do anything else. Yes, closing time <laughs> is. I got to pee. I have to die 
I'd like to fall asleep in a dream of your mind Drift down your canyons They're so vast and wild Neural synapses snapping your back Flesh, blood, and wine I feel like I have been around here before Deja vu Waking up on the bathroom floor I've seen hell and I've seen God and I'm just fine With leaving the both of them behind Fall asleep in your mind For the rest of eternity Fall asleep in your mind I like to stay there permanently Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.